point of contention. So I got this box of oxygen water in, in the mail the other day, um, like liter sized bottles of it. And I was like, who sent me this? And then my wife was like, oh, that's Steph Curry's product. And I was like, oh, well, damn, let me take a look at this then. I forgot about that. And it's true. Uh, Steph Curry is a big, big proponent of oxygen. That's O-X-I-G-E-N. It's pH balanced with electrolytes and boosted with oxygen, all to help you recover and rise. And unlike most bottled waters that are recyclable, oxygen is made from 100% recycled plastic, which is healthy both for the body and for the planet, of course. So go to drinkoxygen.com. That's O-X-I-G-E-N.com. And use code OXYGEN1 at checkout for 20% off your first-time purchase. That's drinkoxygen.com and use the promo code OXYGEN1 at checkout for 20% off your first-time purchase. Recover and rise today. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on The Athletic Podcast Network. I do have a take. Point of contention. Welcome to Point of Contention, five subject matters, five minutes, five points of contention coming up on the show. The finals are finally here. The doc is out in LA. Replays, replays, for the love of God, please stop with the replays, big boards, and predictions. As you can tell, I'm not Zach Harper. Huh? I'm Mo DeKeel. <laughs> Shocking, isn't it? I'm Mo DeKeel. I'm going to try to do the puns, but I'll be honest, that's not quite my game. In this corner. We got the author of The Victory Machine, the Oakland A's number one fan, and now, oh, excuse me, and TV ratings truther, <laughs> Ethan Strauss. <laughs> Ethan, the NBA is still having a problem at the gate, so to speak. What does that mean? Yeah, I keep, I, I feel very much like every time I try to walk away, they pull me back in. I, I wanted to leave this alone and go, okay, they're going to rally. They're going to hit their groove. They're going to hit their little pocket. But no, it just gets worse. I feel like I'm going to walk away now and then the show buzz will, will come out and they'll say that it's down to 12 people watching. I mean, it's an incredible, incredible drop, about 40% in the Western Conference Finals from 2019 to these Western Conference Finals and 30% from 2019. Um, to these Eastern Conference Finals and even more so if you go back to 2018, which, I mean, those were two great series with Warriors, Rockets, and Celtics, Cavs. Um, but let's just zero in on what I find interesting here. You know, set aside all the noise around this conversation, uh, some of the more fraught issues uh, in terms of activism politics, some of the various theories that people have given free throws, whatever. What's interesting to me is that the Lakers aren't moving the needle, you know, more so than the other teams, but just barely. I mean, not much of a difference between the Lakers and the Celtics Heat series. And not everybody follows this stuff, but let me just tell you that is quite unprecedented. When it comes to NBA ratings, it's basically, it has traditionally been the Lakers, whatever other team is dominant at the time, and then everybody else. And we're not seeing that. So, what I'm taking from that is that LeBron maybe, maybe you could say that he's more respected than liked or respected than loved. Or maybe you could say that there's just something about him joining the Lakers where you would think it would be a big deal. I mean, he's revitalized the franchise. He's brought them back to their first finals in a decade. They're the marquee franchise. He's the marquee player. But it just 
doesn't resonate. There's just something kind of weird about it. It's not hometown hero Cleveland, and it's not Miami Villain. It's somewhere that's not even in between. And so that's the main takeaway I'm, I'm, I'm coming uh, away with here is there's something to the LeBron Laker dynamic. If you're a Laker fan, you're mad at me because this is what we're talking about on when your team's back in the finals. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's interesting that it's just not that resonant on a national level. You would think it would be. Interesting. Very interesting. We'll see how the finals numbers do. And in the other corner, sitting for Marcus Thompson, who's covering Ethan's Oakland A's. We Wait, got did our, I just his- make an argument over my intro when we should have been introducing James? And now I'm talking over your intro, and now I'm narrating how I'm screwing up the show as I talk. Is that what's happening right now? I mean, um, let's let's just be honest. How many shows have you not screwed up? Uh, it's a very small number. <laughs> yeah, that's why I went that way. Uh, <laughs> but if you could give me a moment and don't make me have to channel my inner Biden. Uh, <laughs> Pistons, <laughs> Pistons beat writer extraordinaire hailing from Flint, Flint Michigan. The one, the only, James Edwards, not the first one, not the second one, but the third. Will you James, sh- will you shut up, you it? clown? Ah, <laughs> there it is. Wow. Wow. <laughs> there it is. I like it. We're going to have we some need more, beef today. We need more of that. We need more of that on this podcast. I'm also not implying that you're you're Trump in this situation. It was just a good time for a little jab. Very no, low. No, it, well, that's the problem. He has talked about the everywhere. But anyway, you were saying. <laughs> Quick question for you, James. Yeah. Do you prefer the third or do you think in the new age we should go 3.0? Mm. Ooh. I like 3.0 more. Like some of my friends call me JLE3. The issue with being the third is everybody's my dad. There's <laughs> there's James Edwards from the Pistons in the 80s. Every time I step outside, is that my dad? Uh, I just found out there was a James Edwards in the soul group called the Spinners from the 70s. There were 60s or 50s or whatever it was. And ironically, he was from Flint, Michigan. No, that is not my dad. <laughs> and James Edwards was Will Smith's character, character in Men in Black. And no, that is not really? my dad either. I believe his name yeah. was James Edwards. Yeah, so it was. It that's was. one of those that's, names you just don't. You just don't. I don't remember. I don't. He was just Will Smith. I think Will Smith was just Will Smith for a period of time in right. the nineties, especially then. No, for sure. So yeah. that's. I'm, I need. I like three point um, It's still going to get the questions as, as if or as to who is my dad when my dad is a nice gentleman that. I love very much that lives in Denver and is not any of those things. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to find a, a way to sliver out, but we can try 3.0 and see what happens. I will pay, and you got no cheating. You know, if you take too long, I'll know you're cheating. $20 and somebody can name Will Smith's character in Independence Day. Go. Uh, I can't do that. Is Will Smith? Uh, is Will was Smith it Hillard then? or was it Captain Hillard or <laughs> too late? <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> that wasn't twenty seconds. I said uh, it's, it's just it's got to be a five second window. I think all right, for that. All right. You can't give us a twenty second qu- uh, window and then change it to five <laughs> after the twenty seconds. Or after the five seconds are up, Stephen Hiller. <laughs> I, I got Hillard right. Yeah. I got captain. He was the cap. I got his rank. I want my money, Ethan. We'll Give defer that to, to the uh, judges. We'll, f- we'll defer to the listeners on that one. Yeah, yeah. No, Impressive. listen. Give me my money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let's go into our first take. Jade, start the clock. Happy finals day, everybody. Yes, I understand. It's Thursday. The finals were last night, but we're recording on a Wednesday. The finals haven't started. So, guys. 
It's time to go. We got the Heat and the Lakers squaring off in the bubble. We got LeBron and AD versus Pat Riley, Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, and the whole Miami crew, Tyler Hero, all those guys. So many storylines, so many intriguing roads to go down. Ethan, without giving a prediction, don't screw this up now. (laughs) Do you believe the Miami Miami Heat has a legitimate chance to pull off the upset and why? I do. I like them as a sneaky upset pick. I I always look at primary. I'm 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 a rockhead when it comes to this stuff. I'm very simplistic. I start thinking about primary defensive matchups when I think about a playoff series, and I think about okay. I don't know if anybody can guard Anthony Davis, but Bam's a pretty good option. It's a pretty good starting point. You're not bleeding from that point from that position. You've got that at least, and then you've got a bunch of capable wings to throw at LeBron. So just from that starting point defensively, I like what they have to work with. Um, And then you've got the three-point shooting, which definitely gives you an upset chance. And then something that happens in finals, I think, is the younger players can get screwed up. Teams aren't used to being in that setting. The NBA takes over uh, in a way that is quite, I don't even know how to really describe it. But basically, teams are controlling their own schedule until they get to the NBA finals. And then the NBA comes in and stomps around and forces them to practice in the arenas and just changes everything up. I don't think that's happening this time around. I think it's easier on the younger players, uh, such as the younger players that the Heat have and the Heat need. So I think there are a lot of reasons to like them as a sneaky upset pick, and they're probably good value at whatever Vegas price they're at. Yep, they are, and to the point that I have may have placed a bet of some sort. Uh, <laughs> that's not legal in Los Angeles, so you don't know if I did it or I didn't. You guys don't know. Maybe I did, maybe I don't. Maybe if Ethan gives me my $20, we can talk ah. about it. <laughs> James, I got a question for you. Yeah. A lot's on the line for LeBron's legacy, right? This is his chance to get ring number four, right? Four? No, five, right? It, Another ring. (laughs) Try to put yourself in his shoes for a moment. How worried are you about this matchup if you're LeBron James for all the points Ethan just made? See, I always struggle with this because at the end of the day, it's LeBron. And he has that aura about him. He has anything that you've wanted that great player to do outside of his record in the finals, he's done. He has the rings. I don't think if he loses this, there's anybody that's going to say, oh, LeBron, uh, he's going to go down a notch or two. I just don't think that's the case at this point in his career. And the fact that he, like, uh, I don't know if Ethan said it while we were recording or not, but he he turned the French, the Los Angeles Lakers back around. Like, that's a feat in itself. They're in the finals. I, what I do think, though, is um, – the fact that he has a chance to win three different titles on three different teams as the leader, like that's something that's, I think, important to him to have that notch under his belt over some of the guys who, when you have that conversation, uh, that's that's one thing that they can't really point to. Um, I don't really think that the Miami and Lakers thing, I, there's not a rivalry there. I, like I understand that there's connections and stuff, but I, I don't see that as like really being anything that should be played up more than these are the two best teams that have played in the bubble and this is the result we get. I, LeBron should want to win. Um, there's obviously odd circumstances given what everything that's gone on, but I don't think this is one of those ones that if he doesn't get it, he walks away like, man, this was a career defining loss or anything like that. I just, I, I think he's comfortable at where he's at in his career. And like I said, of course he wants that notch under his belt where he's won three different titles with three different teams. Uh, but who's to say that they're not back there next year and it still can't get done. What I kind of want to talk a little bit about the three titles with three different teams. 
is that Ethan? Is that kind of just like a, a made up stat? Like, does it matter? I mean, Jordan won six titles with the same team. Does it make his <laughs> less valuable or Kobe or, you know, like Tim Duncan? They all want it with the same. Does it, does it make their It's like a weird valuable? sort of like reward for I don't want to say disloyalty, but it, right. it is a like a weird award for being nomadic. Right. Um, it's yeah. impressive in a way just because he's been such a dominant presence in all these teams and he's effectively built them from the ground up. So in the specific context of LeBron, I would say that it is an impressive stat um i don't know if it should be considered any more meaningful than three finals with one team but it is impressive in the way he did it oh my god the oakland a's just hit a home run okay i'm just i i'm recovering from that (laughs) i have have a question for you with that with that ethan if Kawhi, if the clippers were in this situation and Kawhi got it done is that a bigger deal than if lebron does it do you think i don't think so just because people are more invested in lebron than they are in Kawhi. Um, I, I would argue that that would be people's leverage. Those who are in the um, the camp of it's the the still uh, the residue of the LeBron versus Kobe camp that that would give them the ammo to put Kawhi above LeBron. It might, yeah, it might. Um, I I just think in the end with Kawhi, and it's funny because I said earlier about how LeBron's not so resonant, but he's still resonant relative to other players. For but sure. Kawhi is really just somebody that people don't get mad about. They don't care about. They they would rather yell at Paul George. Yeah. And that, by the way, speaks to how your legacy is always on the line, even if you might not think so. Just because I, I think going into this whole bubble situation, I'm thinking to myself, okay, they're going to try it, but I don't know if I consider this real. I don't know if I consider this actual playoffs it's interesting i'm gonna watch it i like basketball but all of a sudden it's oh my god paul george you choker get out of here as we're going to discuss <laughs> yeah. later get we're, out we're, of here doc rivers and i'm going we're oh going my, right to it yeah no, right not, to it don't step on my line segway segway don't, yeah, don't no. step on my lines ethan i had it all lined up <laughs> okay <laughs> take two uh, watch out doc the former clipper coach I mean, Doc Rivers is gone. He was my former boss. He actually let me go at one point many years ago. But on Monday, the Clippers shocked the NBA landscape by firing Doc Rivers after seven seasons. Numerous NBA analysts had the Clippers winning it all this year. Jay, play the clip. I have a hard time picking against the Clippers. Who do you think is going to win the West this year? Clippers. I think their pieces fit together a little bit better. I think if the Clippers championship lose this year. The Clippers are the best team in basketball. So I'm going with the Clippers. That's why the Clippers are my choice. I'm going to say the Clippers. So I'm going with the Clippers. I can't go with the Lakers. Here come the Clippers. Clippers. The Clippers. Clippers. The bench, they just wear you down over the course of 48 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They went 49-23 and in the regular season. The fourth best record in franchise history, but squandered a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets and were tossed out of the bubble. This is the second time they've given up a 3-1 lead in the second round of the playoffs. One real interesting stat about Rivers' tenure with the Clippers, they were 3-8 and eight in potential series-clinching games. Tied for the worst record by a single coach with one team. Like, that's pretty brutal. James, did the Clippers make the right choice? You know what? I, I personally don't think that and, and it came out later in Jovan's piece, and it, when it was tweeted that he was out, I, to me it automatically sounded like a mutual agreement in some way. Um, and and you can understand it. I don't I don't think the Clippers should have got rid of him. Um, if you're just looking at it from a basketball perspective, and if you looked at how things played out um, this past year, like I, 
Doc didn't have a great performance uh, to me, especially on the offensive end. But there, there were just two. There's a couple more things I get to before I get to bl- putting the blame on Doc Rivers. Uh, for one, I just people talked about how deep that team was, and I understand it. They had they had good basketball players, but I just always thought that team was built. It was a wonky built team. It was a bunch of guys who were. Uh, score first guys there wasn't really a true there's I mean not really there wasn't a true orchestrator uh I just really did not like how that team was constructed and when you get to playoff basketball as we've seen probably the two best coach teams who everybody on the team knows their role and they have the facilitators they have the multiple ball handlers that can that can create for themselves and others that that Clippers team to me was just always create for yourself first and you can go down the line and I just don't I did not like how that team was put together they weren't my pick to get to the finals from the West. Um, and when it comes to doc, I just, to me, it felt like he, I mean, he's exhausted. I mean, think about, like you just said, think about everything he's gone through as a Clippers coach from the lob city era to this era, like something new, like I'm sure something new probably, uh, tickled his fancy when he, when he sees all these coaching opportunities and who's available, it's, it's something different. And I don't, I don't blame him at all for if that's the case. And he kind of wanted to go, I don't blame him at all. And the Clippers, I can, I can get why they want to go in a different direction. Maybe he shouldn't have gotten rid of the world's favorite video coordinator. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. This is, what, this is what we need to focus on. How did Doc Rivers fire you? How did it happen? Called me in the office, told me I was going home. <laughs> but was no he, long story. There was no but reason? Was, was there a dramatic speech? Was there a little pick-me-up? Was it like when Kirk Van Houten gets fired from the Cracker Factory and he says, So that's it after 20 years. So long. Good luck. I don't recall saying good luck. How did it go down? What happened? <laughs> It was a it was a nice way of letting me letting me go. He was very polite about it. I'll be, if I had to be honest, I had letting me go. Kirk, crackers are a family food. Happy families. Maybe single people eat crackers. We don't know. Frankly, we don't want to. It's a market we can do without. Uh, there's a whole lot to it. That's for another podcast, Ethan, for another day. Okay. And just quit trying to rip open old wounds. I'm, I'm sorry. It's been six years. I'm trying to get over this, man. Um, <laughs> they put his, they put his jersey in the rafters. <laughs> they, they didn't even give me a tribute video. Uh, Come on, man. Tough. They give tribute videos to everybody. I can't get one. Uh, I mean, it's just a disrespect. But. Ethan, you talked to the aforementioned Jovan Buha on House of Strauss, and you brought up a really interesting point that I want you to kind of expand upon. And it was you didn't want to see the Clippers succeed with this group of mercenaries. Man, I should have admitted to that. The idea that I'm rooting for certain teams, nobody can know that. I mean, they assume it, they argue (laughs) it, but they can't know it for sure. Um, Yeah, there was just something about it. You want basketball to be about something bigger than the talent. Just stacking the talent. I know that's what people's uh, criticism was of the Warriors. You want the whole to be greater than the sum of its parts. You want the Nuggets. That's what you want. You want the Denver Nuggets. You don't necessarily want the Clippers. You don't necessarily want it just to redound to, well, the guy who runs the team has over $70 billion. Uh, They have a, a nice location and they can add a bunch of dudes together who don't even seem like they like each other and don't even seem like they make one another better. And yet, just because they're so much more talented, they're going to win. You just want the sport to be a little more complicated than that. You just want it to be a little more organic than that. So, yes, I enjoyed that particular meltdown and I enjoyed that particular upset for those reasons. There we go. And we're going to move on to take three. Are replay reviews killing the game? Over the weekend, Jeff Van Gundy, notorious replay hater, brought up the replay review conundrum. 
back into the light, saying this during a long break in the action when they're doing a review. Dragic's right hands oh, looks stop. like it here. I'm just telling you what stop. they're probably looking for. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. This shouldn't take this long. I also. would rather them miss a hostile act and us have flow to the game than them to be the hostile police. ESPN Kevin Arnovich refers to replay as small claims court. I actually love that, and I wish I thought about it before him, so I'm a little bit jealous. Eric Spolstra said recently, it's so complex, it's so confusing. Whatever. We can't beg our way to try to challenge our way to win the series. Ethan, is it time to kind of dial back these protocols, these replays that are seem to last forever? Dude, it has been time. Uh, this is a mantra I believe in. Perfect can be the enemy of good. If you're trying to make everything perfect, you are going to paralyze the process. You are going to ruin the good, as often happens at the end of these games. And I think it's symptomatic of how the NBA has this issue where it looks to the NFL's success and it learns the wrong lessons. You start asking people, hey, why is the NFL popular? They give their answers. And not too many games. It's like an event. Uh, The fantasy is good. I like the violence. Nobody goes, you know, the reason I'm really into it is the way they pause and replay on challenges. And that's really the big draw on Sundays. I just love those replay reviews. And yet the NBA somehow learned that particular lesson from the NFL's success. I don't believe in it. I am a nostalgist. I remember the 90s, unlike James, who's younger than I am. Um, And you know what? Uh, We walked 12 miles in the snow to our TV sets to watch the NBA. And sometimes the refs would blow calls and they would be meaningful. And we lived, folks. We lived. We were okay. We were fine. We lived. Reggie Miller once hit a buzzer beater. And I'm pretty convinced that the horn went, you know, it went off before he got the shot off and it went in and it was a cool moment. And guess what? We all lived, folks. We all lived. We don't need this. We can accept the human error. We don't have to screw up the game. I believe in what Jeff Van Gundy is saying on this one. A lot of snow in San Diego when you were trudging to those NBA games? A lot of snow. A lot of snow. <laughs> I don't want to hear a the damn word about arena. snow. <laughs> I did grow up with the Zenith TV, so I, I'm, I'm getting up there in age. We had we had the Zenith with the turn knob. It, I, I was born in '92, so we're, we're get, I'm getting up there. Mm. Stop it! I don't want to hear that. Like, what what I, you, you heard the accent come out when he said "knob" right there. You heard the accent come out a little bit. <laughs> yes. Did it? Wait, yes. did it really? I've never had anybody tell me. Is there a Midwest accent? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> is that sarcasm hear- <laughs> no is that a thing uh, oh, say, James, say the James. sentence about the turn knob again say i've turned again. the i've turned the knob on my tv oh you changed it? it it was a little bit more like nab it was a little bit <laughs> more like turn really? the nab. you, you were yeah, you were yeah. watched you felt okay. watched okay i'm gonna i'm gonna pay attention to that yeah, we need to replay review this play it back <laughs> yeah. jade so we Perfect can time uh, <laughs> i was trying to work that joke in you Got it. Getting up there in age. We had we had the zenith with the turn knob. It's up there in age. We had we had the zenith with the turn knob. It's up there in age. We had we had the zenith with the turn knob. This shouldn't take age. this long. I would rather the them miss a hostile knob. act and us have had, flow to the, the game the than them to be the hostile police. You become hostile when they call hostile. I'm just saying. Do we not in the league want any flow to our game? James, I want your opinions on replay. And if you're against it, how are you? How do you want to fix it? Oh, I absolutely hate it. 
from all all levels of sports. You get into VAR and soccer. I know we're talking about basketball. Let me go on a rant really quick. I hate VAR and soccer. It's cost my team some matches. Growing up a Detroit Lions fan, I now hate the Lions. The Calvin Johnson rule, absolutely ridiculous. I, I can't tell you how many times the replay has cost the Lions play, playoff appearances. They haven't been in my lifetime, so that's another thing. And in the NBA, it just, yeah, I echo everything Ethan said. I know it's a point of contention, but it's it's ridiculous. They slow the game. It's it's such – I don't mind human error. That's that's what makes sports fun. You don't – a player doesn't get a, re, a mulligan because he missed a three or he missed a bunny. Like it's, it's part of the game. The referees are going to make errors as long as it's not absolutely egregious, which I think I don't mind it in maybe the final two minutes of games or if something – um, if the game is on the line, a championship is on the line, and, and there's you kind of look at the situation with the uh, the Bucks and the Heat, like you can look at that stuff because games are on the line there. Those are final seconds. But the mundane stuff, let it go. Let there be human error. Anything that could be deemed egregious, I would imagine, I would hope these guys get paid very well. I hope that stuff gets caught. But if you're going to sit here and tell me that LeBron's going to get a foul call on him the second time around because he kind of bumped the guy with his knee, like let's – Come on, well, that's for the birds. It's, it's stupid. I'm, I'm, the NBA's got to throw it all out. They got to throw out the challenge replay from the coaches. It's all just stupid, stupid, stupid stuff. That's my take for it, guys. I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, man, we started with 22 teams heading to Orlando, and now we're down to two. That's right. Basketball's final two teams are set to square off to see who will be crowned basketball's champion. And there is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate the NBA Finals, DraftKings will have millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs all week long. So get in on all the action now. The game starts Wednesday, by the way. Game one of the NBA Finals starts Wednesday. If you haven't tried it yet, super easy to play. Pick six players, stay under the salary cap, pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. There's no better way to put your knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot of millions of dollars with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code RUN, that's R-U-N, to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And we'll be right back. After this, talking about the size advantage the Lakers have. Guys, you want a size advantage? Get Roman, people, because erectile dysfunction, not easy to talk about, is it? Erectile dysfunction, like we get embarrassed, right? Like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened to me. I must not be a man anymore. No, man, you're just tired. Sometimes it happens, and it's easy to fix, Mo. Easy to fix by going to GetRoman.com, and you have a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, simple, safe, and discreetly, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Go to GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA. GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA. Get big for the NBA Finals. Let's move on to take four. Get your big boards out, fellas. It's draft time. It makes sense. Ethan covers a team that has the second pick in the draft. James is covering the team that has the seventh pick in the draft, James? Yep, or, seventh. Yeah, seventh. There we go. I can count, guys. Such it all a, works such out. Such a easy pick. And, the, and <laughs> the thing is, they were the worst team in the league before the shutdown. They probably would have got a top two pick if 
the the NBA, if the world was normal, the Pistons finally get a top pick. But no, the world has to be unnormal the year the Pistons can get it. It's just a, just the way it works out. It's the way it works. Sam Vecini has dropped his top 10. So as of right now, I'm just going to run through it quickly and I'm going to mispronounce some names, folks. So enjoy it. LaMelo Ball's number one. Anthony Edwards, possibly James's brother, number two. <laughs> Obi Toppin, number three. James Wiseman, four. Tyrese Halliburton, number five. Anyaka Okun. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, the kid from USC, number <laughs> six. Everybody calls him in the NBA. Everybody says the kid from USC. <laughs> Which is worse because I went to USC. Uh, <laughs> Killian Hayes. Denny. Uh, how do you say that last name, Ethan? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I screw this one. It's like Avia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Avia. Avia. We're gonna be getting rid of these people here. Uh, first, Mr. Samir. Not gonna. Not gonna, not gonna work here anymore. Anyway. <laughs> Kira Lewis Jr. Not the third. Not 3.0, but 2.0. And Isaac Okoro. I want to start with you, Ethan. Who, who? What do you want to see happen with the number two pick? Who do you like? You know, I know you've dove in now into draft. Draft, Ethan, what you got? I like Killian Hayes, man. I, I, I go down with the ship. I know that I'm outside the consensus. He's my favorite player I watched. We don't have enough information on any of these guys. I mean, James Wiseman, we've seen against one good team in Oregon and then two tomato cans. It's just not enough information to go off. So I'm fully prepared to be wrong if I'm wrong, but... I just loved his passing vision. I love the handle. I love all the step backs. And I think skill, perimeter, uh, that's where you get a player of immense value in the NBA. And even if I like some of these other guys, uh, that's my favorite one. Have him learn from Steph uh, if you're the Warriors and just hope he develops into a great player. There we go. James, what do you like? Who are you looking at? Everybody in Michigan just threw their Fago pop out the window when Ethan said Killian Hayes because that's who people in Detroit want. Uh, everybody 18 and under wants Lamelo, but they don't count. They don't get a vote, so that doesn't that doesn't matter. But Killian Hayes, I agree with Ethan. Uh, the dude is a phenomenal passer. Uh, he's a, he can get his own shot in isolation. A lot of sidestep jumpers, a lot of kind of step back jumpers. Lefty get to the hole, can finish in weird ways. He's played against grown men at a young age, gotten better each year. He is a little left-hand dominant, uh, but I've talked to some people who don't think that's the case. And in Detroit's case, I mean, they just drafted Sekou Dumbuya last year. Him and Killian are friends, both French. Uh, the French Revolution could be coming to Detroit. That's what Pistons fans are hoping for. Outside of that, I like Tyrese Halliburton a lot. Another guy, phenomenal yeah. passer, good size, can play uh, point guard off the ball, which – I mean, that's the way the NBA is going, but Dwayne Casey specifically likes to play multiple point guards. He has a wonky jump shot, but you can miss me with that when you're shooting over 40% from three both your years in college. Uh, he's a guy I really like a lot. And then the USC big man is the other one. I just think... I was going to say a Kongwu, but I was like, this is much better. The USC big man, defensively, I just think he has so much upside. The, uh, the uncertainty with Christian Wood, what could happen in, in his free agency, I, I think the Pistons w- wouldn't mind filling that void. Um, Obi Toppin, I like for a certain team. I think Detroit needs to kind of try to hit on that guy who could be an all-star down the road. I think Obi Toppin's like a rookie of the year candidate right away because he's polished. I don't know if he gets to that all-star ceiling. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like all those guys. I've had to do a lot Ethan. of draft prep, as uh, I'm sure Ethan has too. I'm, I'm it feels up, like every year for you. <laughs> oh, it's every single year. <laughs> I'm looking up Fago. I didn't know anything about Fago Pop, so I'm learning a lot right now. 
Rock and Rye. Ethan. Rock and Rye, baby. If you ever come to Michigan, we'll get some Rock and Rye uh, Fago. Very nice. There we go. Ethan, I want to throw it to you real quickly, though. Would the Warriors pass on LaMelo Ball if he drops to them at number two and isn't taking number one? Is there a question of fit with the Warriors? Like, what's what's going on there? I think there's a question of fit, but there's this other aspect to it where he has the most trade value if it goes well. If it goes well, if he flashes, I mean, now you're dealing with not only a player who's impressing as a second pick, but there's this star power to it and the star quality to it. And maybe if you're making the argument for him, you could do a little bit more when flanked by Steph and Clay. I don't think it's an ideal fit. You know, Steph needs the ball and Steve Kerr doesn't like a guy who dribbles the air out of the ball. I don't think it's that's what Steve Kerr wants. I don't Steve. I don't think Steve Kerr is looking forward to LaMelo running the offense. Uh, But I do think that there is an argument for it just based on pure trade value and the upside there. It would be interesting to see you have to work with LeVar Ball throughout Mm. all this. Anyways, I got it all figured out. Your two teams are going to trade. Golden State sending the seven pick to... Uh, excuse me, seven, sending the second pick to James. James is going to send the seventh pick, and that way you guys can all get the guys you want. Yeah. Any any complaints? Anybody no, no. Want, I want Lamella, no. dude. Like I, I look. There's. I, I might advise a pick that I think is the right pick, but from a media perspective, I mean, come on. <laughs> See, I'm the exact opposite. I, when I go to bed every night and I and I say my prayers, one my last prayer is, Lord, please do not let the Detroit Pistons select Lamelo Ball because I do not want. <laughs> I love the quaintness of Detroit. There's three media members. I do not want people flying in from Australia and New Zealand and Austria for a team that's going to win 22 games because LaMelo Ball is here. I'm just I, – I, I like I like the, the intimacy of where I'm at. Okay, James, I'm going to give you a quick second before we move on to apologize. I was part of the Australian national team. I take slight offense to what you just said. I apologize. And I would I, – <laughs> I don't think you're sincere. No, we're I re- just going to move on. No, no, no. What I, no, no. What I, what I meant is people, international media, not yeah, 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 no, hey, I, guys, guys, it's point of contention, not point of contrition. Let's go. No, Let's I go. didn't mean, I didn't, I didn't mean <laughs> Australian go. people. No, I did not mean No, that. no, no. You, you, you hate Australians. We're moving on. Not, I won't, Take not at all. five. Now it's time folks for the finals, MVP finals predictions. Who do we got? Fellas, pull out your crystal ball. I want it all. Will the Lakers sweep? Is Riley going to be dancing in the streets, celebrating his victory over LeBron? Uh, you know, will the Miami youngsters turn into pumpkins? It's October. We have finals basketball, which is certainly weird. But James, give me your predictions. Who you got? Heat and six. I just think. Oh, stealing the wow. sneaky upset pick. Stealing. I, th- I think Miami has too many scorers, too many playmakers. I think. Kind of the, I don't care that a lot of those guys haven't been in this situation. I mean, they weren't in the situation going up against the Bucks a couple series before. They weren't in the Eastern Conference uh, like they were last year and or a few last week and dominated. I, I, I think that's out of the window. I think this is a team that's very kind. Of, I know it's been tossed around on Twitter, very reminiscent of the 04 Pistons in terms of just kind of how they go about their business. I don't see too much shaking them. I just think they're a better team. I don't trust. I still don't trust the Lakers shooters to to hit shots when it counts. Man. All right, Laker fans, you heard that. Ethan, Wow. will your buddy Andre be taking home another trophy? <laughs> maybe in six games, maybe less, maybe more. What do you got? I don't think so, but uh, I think we might be doing the media thing if we're just trying to show how clever we all are and we're making the upset pick and we're just going to be mocked as fools when the Lakers fools. and all their star power 
uh, just romps to a finals victory. But yeah, I wanted that sneaky upset pick. I did. I wanted to say Bam was going to take home finals MVP uh, because there's too much of a shared scoring load, I think, among everybody else. And he has the most defined role. And you could have a narrative if they win that he did the best job on Anthony Davis and whatnot. But did you know, as I see on Wikipedia, uh, the Detroit hip-hop group, Insane Clown Posse, references, <laughs> references Fago in several songs and sprays live audiences with, quote, Fago showers. I did not like that. that precious sauce, juggalo juice, crack that fat boy, let it go loose, drink it, spray it, whatever you use, do it up like Joey and Big Joe Bruce, run it up, kid. I'm about to. Moon Miss Blue, here's what you do, throw it up in the sky to suit that bitch. I, I forgot about that. That is a thing. Uh, it's, I mean, if I get hit with a Fago shower, I'm not complaining. It's, it's that damn good. The, the pod took a turn, Jade. I don't know what happened. This is the, the time I start to host, and we're talking Fago. It's, it's uh, always like this. No, don't, don't worry about it. But who did you pick in the end, Ethan? I kind of felt like you, you dodged the bullet uh, heat there. Se- you- heat and seven, heat and seven. I, I, don't feel seven. Spe- I don't feel special, though, when I say it. I guess, I guess I'm the only one. I guess I, I believe in these plucky underdog Lakers. You know, I think you know, if nobody's going to pick them, I'm picking them. They're winning in six. I don't think LeBron's going to be this close to another championship to add to his legacy and is going to let the team down. I think we're going to see a phenomenal Laker performance, and I think it's just going to be six games, guys. But here's my bonus question, super quick. What would LeBron's reaction be if Anthony Davis wins the finals MVP? Hmm. I think he would just go so overboard pretending to like it and it would be very transparent that he didn't really like it that much. I think that's what would happen. I agree. I think that would be his first Instagram post post title is Anthony Davis holding the the NBA Finals trophy, and it just seems so like not real. Like he's yeah. not even going to post there, a team holding multiple, the, the trophy. Multiple Instagram essays on how happy he is about this. And, Agreed. Uh, yeah, and join clutch, and this could happen for you. <laughs> you guys are just so jaded sometimes. I mean, he you is know? like he <laughs> is a transparently cynical <laughs> yeah. uh, actor. I would say about LeBron. I mean, incredible, and somebody we should not ever take for granted. And it's amazing he's as sane as he is, considering that he's been in the spotlight for as long as he has been. Uh, but also somebody where uh, I, I think sincerity or even disguising the lack thereof is not is not high up there (laughs) now will he complain will he complain about the finals mvp vote will there be a certain number that he requires to get at least if he's going to lose the award Mm, yeah i don't i don't know look it's a good one i i i think he's won enough that it won't be it won't dent his legacy but just with the way he is and it probably is part and parcel with what drives him he does seem to care about that kind of thing well, we are coming to the end of the show. James, you are our guest, and I'm going to give Ethan a second to stall because I know he's not ready. I've listened to the show enough to know he never <laughs> has one. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. What's your what's a closing rant? End of day thoughts, James. What do you got? I, yeah, I don't have one either. Um, Jesus drink, guys, what drink, are we doing Drink here? water. <laughs> Please drink water. Drink a lot of water exercise I, I recently went to the doctor and found out my blood pressure was high because i've been just sitting in my apartment doing nothing get out go for a run drink a lot of water eat healthy and make sure you are in the best possible shape given the circumstances uh before i go to ethan so your blood pressure is high and you thought it was a good idea to go on point of contention today uh, 
But James, you're you're skinny. How is this happening? This is crazy. <laughs> I I think it runs in the family, and I've just been eating terribly. I've been oh, eating, there we go. I've been eating fix terribly. Your, fix your diet, Ethan. Give us give us something for the love of God. I can't. For once, give us a closing rant so I can at least hold this over, Zach. Uh, I I had one earlier. I had something to complain about earlier. Um, and I got, I got nothing, man. I got nothing. I've got nothing. I mean, I've got rants, but they're all very personal. Uh, I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> the, 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 here's the issue. You don't have the sorts of observational comedy rants when you spend more time by yourself. I mean, there isn't the socializing to inform the ranting. You know, I, I think yeah. we're all going through this. One thing I would rant about is that I'm just sick of this neurotic world, uh, of just, I don't know what other people's rules are. If they have to come and, you know, visit me at my house, I don't, I just want to do what everybody else is comfortable with mask wise or whatever they want, but you don't know and they don't know. And there's this awkward sort of like air greeting and it's, it's made life beyond everything else that's terrible. It has made life, uh, inexcusably uncomfortable and awkward. So, uh, I know that's not front of the mind when it comes to a deadly pandemic, but I'm just saying it's frustrating. Okay, well, because both of you failed me, I'm just going to leave us with a quick rant about picking up a, picking up after your dog for the love of God, folks. I am tired of this. If you have a dog, it is your requirement to pick up after him. Don't make me do like Rhodes did in Billions when he made the dude pick it up with his bare hands. I'm going to start turning into that guy in a second. If I start to see more and more people not pick up after their dogs, I'm losing it. I'm getting angry, and at this point, I got enough time at home. I got the rage, folks. Whoa, 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 Mo, you got a dog? No, I don't, oh. but my neighbors do, and they don't seem to pick up after him. But oh. I watch other people's dogs, and I always pick up after them. It ain't that hard, guys. <laughs> Put it in the little bag. Go find the trash can and throw it away. It's that simple. That's why you do it. That's the whole point. Your job is to pick up after the dog. But it's going to seep into the earth as soon as it rains. They don't need to pick it up. Yeah. James, don't make me don't I'm make me head I'm over joking. to Michigan in a pandemic. Don't make I'm me joking. come over during the pandemic. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, Can I, I had to put signs out in the front yard. I'm trying to place Mo's accent. Mo, where where are you from? Where are you from originally? I feel like I should know this. Born, born and bred in Los Angeles. So yeah, it's it's a not it's a non accent. It's uh yeah, LA is like no accent for the most part. There, not are, so there much. are a lot of accents out there. A lot of accents. Some of them yeah, because none uh, of these people are from here. <laughs> yeah, I just I, learned I had one. I thought all everybody else talked weird and we talked normal. I'm getting up there in age. We had we had the zenith with the turn now. I'm gonna dude. listen back to. I'm gonna just talk into my phone and record it. You don't have a heavy. You don't have a heavy accent. I have I have friends who have some hint of Midwestern accent. Nate Duncan has a very slight Chicago accent. Very slight. Yeah, I hear his. He does. Yeah. I agree. We've we've taken this thing off the rails. We will take this part of the conversation. <laughs> I think offline, folks. For James Edward the Third or three depending on how he wants to go. For Ethan Strauss, for me, Mo DeKeel, for our super producer Jade Hoyd, running the show. We're out of here, folks. That was Point of Contention. Amin, Amin Hassan, very slight New York accent. Very slight New York accent. Oz, thicker New York accent. Oh, heavy, heavy New York accent. Yeah, his is heavy, <laughs> super heavy. Yeah. Getting up there in age. We had we had the zenith with the turn knob. It, I, I'm, I was born in 92, so we're, we're get, I'm getting up there.